ശ്രവണം മനനം നിധിധ്യാസനം ലിസൺ റിഫ്ലക്ട് ആൻഡ് അബ്സോർബ് ഡിയർ ലിസ്ണേഴ്സ് സൈറാം ആൻഡ് വെൽക്കം ടു അവർ റേഡിയോ സീരീസ് ഇൻ വിച്ച് അഡ്വാൻ ഡിസ്കോഴ്സ് ബൈ ഭഗവാൻ ഈസ് പ്ലേഡ് ഇൻ സ്മോൾ പാർട്സ് ആൻഡ് ഫോളോയിങ് ഈച്ച് പാർട്ട് എ ഷോർട്ട് ഡിസ്കഷൻ ഈസ് അണ്ടർടേക്കൺ ടു റിഫ്ലക്ട് ഓൺ ദ മെസ്സേജ് This is a part of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Sai Prakash and Prem every Thursday at 7:30 p.m. only on Asia Stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 20th June 2013. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990 today the clips played are continuation from the discourse delivered on 21st may 1990 offering humble pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet this dear listeners is prem from team radio sai welcoming you all for yet another enlightening segment of shravanam mananam nididhyasanam before we begin let us offer our most humble and reverential pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet and as it happens every week i am being joined to co-host this show by brother sai prakash sai ram sai prakash sai ram prem dear listeners if, if you've been following us you'll be aware that we are studying the series of discourses which bhagwan gave as part of the 1990 summer course and we have completed two of the discourses the inaugural discourse the discourse swami gave on the same day in the evening and the discourse which we are studying right now is the third discourse mm-hmm. and uh, swami is beautifully you know going on layer by layer as we have discussed before correct swami gave an overall picture in the first discourse how you can relate culture with spirituality with the ultimate truth truth and dharma in dharma then swami spoke about the the body the body is an important tool mm-hmm. and that is the same theme which continues in this discourse also correct right yes and if you'd like to quickly go through what swami has told in this particular discourse he says the body is a valueless iron safe right the poem with which he starts this discourse is very beautiful he says this body is a valueless iron safe like the precious jewels kept in an iron safe there is the divine inside the body this is sai's word and this is the truth so what he goes on to say is that we should give importance to the body because it hosts the atma right because there is atma inside and swami went on to say how this is actually a a practice which is prevalent in all societies yes the importance given to the body mm-hmm. but the only thing is swami you know very categorically puts it that the reason why the body is taken care of mm-hmm. seems to be deteriorating ah, that's know, true. the idea behind this taking care of the human body seems to be deteriorating but swami has said that mm. the need for it is always there mm. because this body is an instrument it's a path laid for you to reach your ultimate goal correct and why it has to be taken care of then he says um, how the body is a limited company right. and everything has to be in limits and um, one point which swami makes here is very beautiful when he's talking about the different kinds of knowledge 
he says young people should particularly avoid justifying the wrong use of their discrimination for self interest right i mean we have a particular approach and an understanding of why we are doing certain things and um, it's a kind of an arrogance when somebody tells you that no this is not what it is but he says you should be more open and you should accept you should not just justify so we always use that word convenient philosophy <laughs> that's true that's what we've learned anything can be justified correct with a little bit of uh, knowledge but swami very clearly saying that intellect is very important discrimination is very important mm-hmm. but that discrimination which is for the larger good correct that is fundamental discrimination right it is fundamental discrimination and swami also added you know there is always this bookish knowledge mm. and gathered knowledge mm. but what is very important is practical or common sense you know and swami said you will get that only when you get down to the society and take up service correct that will automatically come mm. you know swami says that's where it's lacking because you know you are prepared with bookish knowledge mm. then you are put in the society mm. as a bread earner you know as, as somebody who is the head of the family mm. you don't get that common knowledge you don't get that uh, common sense or practical knowledge you know it's uh, very uh, interesting here because you know you on one side are striving for your own spiritual growth right and uh, you want to achieve what we would think as self realization mm-hmm. or being aware swami says constant integrated awareness to be aware of who you are at all times now that is what realization is all about but the beauty is you do your duty if you are a sweeper for example you sweep the roads and after you are a realized person you continue to do your duty but the approach with which you do your duty is totally different before realization it's like you're doing it as a mandate but uh, i think that whole element of love and when you identify yourself with everybody i think realization is a state where you see oneness in everything as swami says unity you see oneness the atma in everyone but then to do an activity just as a duty is amazing and uh, one would really think that all the spiritual masters were in that state so whatever they did was so spontaneous whatever they did was so natural and so spontaneous because they did it for their own people they did it for themselves right you know that's the word spontaneity you know because once somebody was describing the state of mm-hmm. the ultimate truth where they say till you reach there mm-hmm. you strive for satya dharma shanti prema you know the human values or the core principles mm. but once you reach there mm. the same satya dharma shanti prema you will still do be doing it mm. but spontaneously exactly effort becomes spontaneity mm, that's true <laughs> that's amazing then you know swami went on to say just like how you have to take care of the body when it comes to food when it comes to swami said limited company mm. swami also said the role worries and you know excessive thinking mm how it hampers the human body yes very beautifully swami says no there should be a limit even on worry correct you know saying that you can worry mm. you know the human birth is such that you will have worries you will have troubles mm. but there should be a limit mm. you know that should not define your life <laughs> correct and um, then he goes on to ceiling on desires yes and that's a very important uh, topic swami is always emphasized on the uh, ceiling on the non waste of food mm. money mm. energy 
and time correct and here actually you swami adds an interesting thing to ceiling on desire swami says not wasting knowledge okay so we saying you are wasting knowledge mm-hmm. you have to have a ceiling on the wastage of knowledge also mm. and swami brings in that i think uh, swami has spoken about that many occasions mm. knowledge and skill correct instead of skilling knowledge mm. we are killing knowledge. killing knowledge swami says that knowledge skill then um, balance balance and insight right these are the four in fact swami mentioned it right here right. in the Just studio where we are sitting <laughs> in the studio where we are sitting Swami says knowledge should be skilled that will lead to balance and insight it should not be killed right it's beautiful and i think one of the rare times in swami is including knowledge in that ceiling on desires program mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing there and then swami uh, went on to speak about self confidence self respect correct which we discussed last week mm-hmm. and uh, we spoke extensively about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> and that is actually a example which Swami gives very often when he speaks about self-confidence. Correct. And again, you know, even as Swami does always when he's talking about self-confidence, Swami is kind of teaching us to redefine the self, to give it that right meaning. Correct. You know, when Swami says self-respect, self-confidence, mm. self-satisfaction, mm. what is that self? Mm. You know, Swami again emphasized on that. Mm. It is the one-lettered I. It's not, not the three-lettered three letter. I. Correct. You know, and Swami saying that I is present in everybody. Mm. And Swami wonderfully puts it: you can be a bhogi, you can be a rogi, mm. you can be a yogi, mm. but that I is always present. Correct. It is not that just because you are poor, just because you are, you know, from the lower strata of the society, mm. you do not have that self. The self is there for everybody. Mm. So self-respect, self-confidence, mm. anybody can have. It does not depend on your. status in life correct very wonderful point that mm. swami made there and then i think uh, swami goes on to say that you know that beautiful point that swami made one who seeks the atma is a gopi correct the one who seeks food is a papi <laughs> and um, so i think uh, then he um, came to the point where um, you know only man is the one who falling prey to the sense of taste tries to cook the food right and he says animals are more healthier they don't have as many diseases because they eat as it is available in nature mm. and uh, we as humans we cook our food because we want good taste and that's what is leading to many of them right <laughs> and i think that is going to lead on to the next part of the discourse mm-hmm. where swami is going to go into detail about food yes because swami has already mentioned about how non vegetarian food Mm. is actually understood to be very important mm. for uh, nutritional purposes but swami says that's not true mm. because swami even says that the human body is not meant mm. for the intake of non-vegetarian food we are by you know physiological makeup mm. we are vegetarians correct so i think that is where we stopped last week of course he also says that it affects the mind because the doctors may see only the protein or the vitamin benefit to the human body but uh, there are a lot of subtler side effects if you want to say right so i think we should go on to the next portion of the discourse exactly that's the point we are in at right now well when swami talks about food head and god yes that's how swami puts it so we'll listen to that next clip which is about 8 minutes clip at the end of it we'll reflect on what swami has spoken in that part of the discourse కనుక మన మైండ్ ఎట్టపోతుందంటే ఫుడ్ టు హెడ్ టు గాడ్
ఈ మూడింటికి ఈనాడు మానవత్వానికి విరుద్ధమైనటువంటి యొక్క అమానుష్యత్వాన్ని అనుభవిస్తున్నారంటే ఎంత ఘోరమైనటువంటిది ఇట్ ఈస్ అట్రాషియస్ that man is subjecting himself to such kind of helpless adavallo setchaga santirinchetti mrugamulu kante heenam ayipothundi adi manavuni yokka manasu man's mind is becoming worse than the animals nirdachinyanga nirmohanga apreetiga manavatvani himsisthundadi man is cruelly putting other people to suffering without manavuniki manavuniki madhyane sanikthasambandha bandhavyam kolipothundadi man is losing the human approach towards other human beings in the very first karanamu mana aahara dosham the reason is the type of food that you vidyarthulara aahara viharanni sarina drishtilo meer unchukovali dear students enjoy food and habits in proper way ye aaharamu manaku sarinaatundi yokka aarogyam kaani aanandaniki kaani avakasanu andistundi anetundi vicharana cheyali you should think before you partake food what type of food gives you gurvikulu dinamulaku rendu paryayamlu bhujincheyatundi vaaru the ancient ones used to partake food only in maharshulu dinamulaku okka paryayame bhujincheyatundi vaaru and there are there are people who take food only one side kanukane okka paryayam bhujincheyatundi vaadu yogi annaru person who takes food one side is a yogi rendu paryayamlu bhujincheyatundi vaadu bhogi annaru the person who takes food twice a day moonu paryayamlu bhujincheyatundi vaadu rogi annaru the person who takes food thrice a day naadu moonu kaadu person who disease inke ennino ennini paryayamlu isthuntaru madhya madhya paaniyam sabappayami ee kaapiru tipandu ivanni vesthunnam manam ee rakamuga ee jadavainatundi dehaniki sarinatundi jeerna shakti lenappudu deeniki aneka rakamulu aahara veyatavala ajinna vyadhi sambhavinchike em avutundi today we are not confining ourselves to even three times food four times and any number of times and frequently we take the physical body suffers diseases and indigestion because okka nimishaniki okka calorie kharch avutundadi jeernam avutundadi the physical body consumes one calorie worth of food yukulainatundi vaadu 2000 calories chakkaga tinavachu youth can take 2000 calories నిద్ర పట్టదు on account of that your sleep is disturbed nidre ne maadu shudraalu banutaadu ani vaaniki vikaramaina bhavalanta ubhavistuntayi a person who does not get proper sleep gets very ee vikaramaina bhavamu lopala tana aakaranni marchipothunnadu and with such kind of perverse ideas man loses health man loses his health also kanuka dehaanni saadhyamaina varakudanu addulo unchukoni aarogyamu penchukoni మన సక్రమమైన మార్గం లోపల కర్తవ్య కర్మలు నిర్వర్తించడానికి తగినటువంటి శక్తిని మనం అందించాలి యూజ్ ది బాడీ ఇన్ అ ప్రాపర్ వే టేక్ ఫుడ్ విత్ ఇన్ లిమిట్స్ 
అండ్ ఎంజాయ్ లైఫ్ అమితంగా దేహభ్రాంతిని కూడా పెంచుకోరాదు డూ నాట్ డెవలప్ ఎక్సెసివ్ అటాచ్మెంట్ అండ్ ఇది నాది అనేటువంటి మమత్వము ది ఫీలింగ్ ఆఫ్ మై నేను అనేటువంటి అహంకారము ద ఈగో ఈ రెండే సంస్థ అనర్థమునకు మూల కారణము all the problems are wrought by this kind of ego and possessiveness karaka katrutya bhaktutvalu mana kontha varakunu tagginchukodaniki prayatninchali we should reduce our doership and our possessive instincts appude manu chakkani aadarchavantamaina kontha jeevithanni andinchagalamu then only we can offer ourselves as an ideal life manamu konni rakamaina psychological ga kodanu mana yokka jeevithamulo anarogyam sambhavisthuntayi on account of certain psychological reasons also we suffer meer chakkaga eppatikappadike meer exam cheskondi you can examine yourselves every moment na pulse sariga aadutunda leda ani anumanam tho chuchukunte appudu ekkuva takkuva ayipothundi the moment you just watch your pulse with the thought whether my pulse is all right either it will be excessive or it will be short aa vidhamaina yochinto varu pulse choodakoddu you should not look at your pulse with a doubt సక్రమంగా ఉన్నాయి అనేటువంటి ఒక సెల్ఫ్ కాన్ఫిడెన్స్ లో మనం జీవితాన్ని సాధించాలి ఈనాడు రాత్రికి నాకు చక్కగా నిద్రపోవాలి 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 అనుకుంటే ఆనాడు నిద్రనే రాదు ఇఫ్ మ్యాన్ వాంట్స్ టు హ్యావ్ గుడ్ స్లీప్ అనే పర్టికులర్ డే ఇన్ ఎ డిటర్మిన్డ్ వే దాట్ వెరీ రైట్ హీ విల్ నాట్ గెట్ స్లీప్ నిద్రని గురించి నీవు యోచించనక్కర్లేదు వన్ షుడ్ నాట్ బాదర్ అబౌట్ స్లీప్ అట్ ఆల్ ఎన్నింటినీ యోచించకుండా చక్కగా నీకు పౌలించి చక్కని నిద్ర వస్తుంది గాఢ నిద్ర వితౌట్ బాదరింగ్ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ మచ్ అబౌట్ ది స్లీప్ ఇవన్నీ కూడా నువ్వు దేహమునకు ఉండినటువంటి యొక్క రోగములు దిస్ ఆర్ ఆల్ ద డిసీజెస్ ఇవి బలహీనతలు విత్ ది బాడీ వీక్నెసెస్ ఆఫ్ ది బాడీ ఇంత బలహీనతతో కూడినటువంటి ఈ దేహాన్ని దివ్యత్వంతో కొంతవరకు మార్చుకున్నప్పుడే ఇది సర్వబలము స్వరూపాన్ని పొందుతుంది it gets all strength only when you think of divinity which you really are rupa maharishi santa kodanu deenni anusaristhune vachar the ancient great souls vaadu ee divyatvani anubhavinche nimittamai anta kaalam pratakalani aashincharu in order to enjoy that divine life they wanted to live long life ee naadu 60 70 samachalu endite is a old man antaru today the moment a man becomes 70 year old kaani pura kaalamlo old man ఎనభై తొంభై నూరు ఉండినప్పుడు కూడా వాడు చక్కని యువకుడు 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 ఇన్ ది ఓల్డన్ డేస్ ఈవెన్ వెన్ ఎ పర్సన్ వాజ్ నైన్టీ ఆర్ హండ్రెడ్ హీ వాజ్ విద్యార్థులారా మీరు చదివి ఉండవచ్చును మహాభారతం లోపల ఎనభై ఆరు సంవత్సరముల కృష్ణునికి ఎనభై నాలుగు సంవత్సరములు అర్జునుకి స్టూడెంట్స్ ఇన్ మహాభారత యూ మస్ట్ హెవ్ రైట్ దట్ కృష్ణ వాజ్ ఎయిటీ సిక్స్ ఇయర్స్ ఓల్డ్ అండ్ అర్జున ఎయిటీ ఫోర్ ఇయర్స్ ఓల్డ్ యువకులు వాడు దేవర్ యూత్ ఆ యుద్ధంలో ఎంత పౌరుషంగా ఎంత ధైర్యంగా ఎంత సాహసంగా పుష్టికరమైన దేహంతో పోరాడుతూ వచ్చారు ఇన్ ద బ్యాటిల్ ఆఫ్ మహాభారత ది ఫాట్ హీరోయికలీ సైన్యాధిపతి అయినటువంటి వాడు ఎవరు కౌరవుల వైపున హూ వాజ్ ది కమాండర్ ఇన్ చీఫ్ భీష్మాచారి భీష్మాజ్ యుద్ధంలో నూట పదహారు సంవత్సరం అతనికి అట్ ద టైమ్ ఆఫ్ వార్ హీ వాజ్ హండ్రెడ్ అండ్ కమాండర్ చీఫ్ అండ్ హీ వాజ్ ద కమాండర్ ఈనాడు నూట పదహారు వాడైతే కుక్కి మంచం లోపల ఉణుకుతూ పడిపోయి ఉంటాడు టుడే వన్ ఈస్ హండ్రెడ్ అండ్ సిక్స్టీన్ ఇయర్స్ వన్ విల్ బి అతను తొమ్మిది దినములు ఘోరమైనటువంటి యుద్ధం ఆచరించేశారు హీ ఫాట్ వెరీ ఫెరోషియస్ వార్స్ వారికి మనోబలమే వాట్ ఈస్ ది రీజన్ వారికి ఆహార బలమే దెంగ్ ఆత్మ బలమే స్ట్రెంగ్ ఆత్మ కనుకని ఈనాడు ఆత్మ బలం ఏమాత్రమూ లేదు టుడే 
స్థిరత్వం కాదు but this is not you may worship the picture as a god but not god as a picture we should come to that last line in the end it was almost the the best punch of the whole clip you can worship a picture as god but you should not worship god as a picture also about the fact about wavering bhakti was so always to say part time devotees part time devotees <laughs> in fact i think in a very light mood swami has once said mm-hmm. the bhakti of Uh, some of the devotees is like the electricity of Karnataka board <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's so coming and going coming and going <laughs> it's so irregular so that's how he mentions about but then he actually starts off with food head and god okay and uh, it's a very beautiful uh, how he connects food head and god Mm-hmm. and um, of course about food swami also is always says sattvic food is what is to be taken right um, including sprouts and others which are like as natural as possible raw right. without cooking and um, he says um, man has become cruel and pitiless that's also influenced by the kind of food that we take basically those are animal instincts yeah actually you know if you come to look at it Mm-hmm. And Swami is saying, you know, the food head is so related. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious in the uh, in in the current scenario mm-hmm. because you know one of the major problems which the developed countries and the fast developing countries are facing mm-hmm. is the crisis which is coming in the non-vegetarian food. Correct. Like you know what has happened. You must have heard about the food and mouth. ఎగ్జాక్ట్లీ now you're putting it back into the animal flesh mm. and you're affecting your health also it's becoming like a vicious cycle mm. and when swami says you know that consuming animal food is rouse tendencies and that is again going into your head and influencing your body mm. that is why you know in ancient times the advisors in the royal court mm. or the advisors in uh, a family would turn to were always spiritual masters very true because you know what you can see in a short time will never give you the right picture mm. to give you that right discrimination i think it's like there is a threshold and god has kept when he says you are really pushing the body he comes to that where uh, your body is not meant to digest these things and uh, the amount of calories that the body requires and you push it with much more food and you want it to digest that food so i think there is a threshold point beyond which it does just breaks down right and when it breaks down it shows up in different ways uh, different health diseases so one thing which is very clear is um, the relationship between food and head so he says unless you have good food that influences the purity of your mind 
and um, he says only when there is purity that is chitta shuddhi and um, in a sense all spiritual endeavor you know whatever we do any sadhana that we do is towards achieving that purity it's because only after purity you can go towards divinity and you know the order in which swami is coming to it is so beautiful because in the very beginning swami clearly states what the body is meant for correct and once that is clear mm. the way you look at your body you look after your body mm-hmm. will all be guided by that thought very true mm. the moment you know that this body is meant for this purpose mm. then that's what swami is saying here be careful about the food you eat mm. see that it is conducive for your health and happiness mm. it is not for the joy or for the pleasure of eating or for the taste of the tongue mm. just make sure that it is good conducive for your health and happiness because it is a vehicle given to you you have to make sure that it is in prime condition mm. till the destination is reached very true he says about yogi bogi and rogi <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know which Chami category says, i don't have a name for you people now <laughs> no but he used to mention in some of the discourses i remember swami mentioning jeevatsava means living corpse <laughs> that is the <laughs> word he used to give for people who are eating more than 3 times, times. <laughs> then um, there is a very beautiful point a uh, little lower than where we are right now mm-hmm. he says although it is important to take care of the body don't have excessive undue attachment to the body and then that is where he goes into i and mind so <laughs> and you know but talking about the food habits mm-hmm. and swami is saying you know eating more than 3 times a day in fact you know many of the countries today are beginning to declare obesity as an epidemic that's true. as a very serious mm. health threat to the entire country mm. because you know the excessive use of junk food i mean we're not sitting here and telling that people are eating junk food we are also into it mm. but that's what again it comes to the thing of not knowing your goal not knowing what this is meant for mm. and how we've gone astray mm. and you know many countries are struggling actually because of their their workforce mm. is becoming obese and so less active In fact uh, Swami would often say that um, for the selfishness of the taste taste bud in the mouth so you eat excessively and the whole body suffers <laughs> <laughs> while the body is actually meant because if a thorn pricks the leg the hand immediately goes to remove the thorn right. that's how god has made the body but we differentiate and for the sake of the tongue we keep eating and the whole body suffers the beautiful thing is swami says that the body knows when it is not given the right thing mm-hmm. so the body reacts mm-hmm. swami would say is even a dog when it is not feeling well correct. it will know i am not well so i should not eat mm. so even if you give it food it will not eat correct <laughs> but man is the one who, you know bottomless pit he is ready to put that's what swami has told many times in discourses even a dog knows that it will go and eat that grass that, that grass uh, one particular grass swami mm. would say mm. it has some digestive mm. properties mm. it will not eat the food which you give it will go and eat that mm. so you know somewhere as you said in the quest to appease one aspect or one sense mm-hmm. we are doing it at the cost of the rest of the body somewhere else in the course of some other discourse swami has mentioned that when we take food mm-hmm. once the food is digested the gross part of the food after the digested food is excreted right and the subtle aspect of the food becomes blood and flesh i think it comes somewhere in the course of these discourses itself okay uh, he says blood and flesh mm. then the subtlest influences the mind they become the thoughts 
so that's how there is this hierarchy and this the impact of food on us is at three levels okay yes once the food is digested the gross is excreted the subtle goes into blood and flesh the subtlest goes into the thoughts and uh, he says so the mind is in a way controlled by the quality and quantity of food my god so both are important the quality of food and the quantity of food and uh, what are the parameters that influence the quality of food apart from the right kind of food that should be taken mm-hmm. i think it's not without reason why you know people who are this uh, staunch followers of the sampradayam and uh, you know the traditional way of life they cook their own food right because they want to make sure that the source from which they get the food is good first padartha point padartha shuddhi and yeah patra shuddhi padartha shuddhi and then he says the cook should have good thoughts, good thoughts. when he is cooking the food the vessels you use should be good so all this goes into determining the quality of food apart from the choice of food you have these other parameters of course we are able to nullify most of it by chanting brahmarpanam right yeah, swami that's why he insists that we should chant brahmarpanam because right because the subtlest aspect of food goes into thoughts so it's very important to cleanse the food Given before the complex and intense production cycle we are having now it's so difficult to maintain padartha shuddhi and patra shuddhi very true so the the need for brahmarpanam is maximum now <laughs> that's you know, true talking about food and the purity of food i'm reminded of what one of our lecturers in vrindavan used to tell mm-hmm. you know you go to a temple you go to a shrine mm. you invariably get some prasadam right you I mean go to tirupati you get some prasadam you go to shringeri you get prasadam mm. and he would say this prasadam would be cooked in a one of the kitchens meant for this prasadam and it would be offered to the deity mm. and that is distributed as prasadam mm. and we all know how excited we are when it comes to any of these prasadams mm. you know we are so fond of them mm. and he would say imagine you are eating hostel food mm. okay the kitchen is so far from the shrine in these pilgrim centers mm. but in our hostel mm. hundreds or even thousands of times swami has walked up and down the kitchen very true you know when the food was being cooked mm. right at the place where the fire was lit mm. swami has stood there okay the deity has been to the kitchen mm. and the food you eat in the hostel is coming from there and uh, it's not without uh, uh, meaning why swami kept the dining hall as the prayer hall also right absolutely the prayer hall is the dining hall right. and it is connected just next to the kitchen right in fact now that we are mentioning this I'm just trying to visualize that the cooking is actually done when bhajans are going on in the hostel. You know, <laughs> at least in the evening, the dinner session, um, chapatis or whatever is being right. made. Uh, when the bhajan is going on uh, in Brindavan, especially, we would go for that chapati making duty. But uh, that would be when the bhajans are going on. I mean, how much more pure can it get? Absolutely. In fact, even the breakfast is being being made when supravadam is going on. Supravadam is going on. That's very beautiful. Really, and actually, I mean. to tell our listeners it's not only for the hostels hmm. actually even the canteens here hmm. how many times swami has stepped into them and swami has you know energized these canteens you know um, just thinking about this it's really not without reason why our ancients in the traditional way of life the puja is always kept as a part of the kitchen okay you know in the traditional in vaishnava sampradayam or any sampradayam you take a portion a, a corner of the kitchen is where right, the actual right. puja is done right so the puja part is a part of the kitchen itself 
even if you see the way our hostel is structured if swami wanted he could have had a separate hall for prayer and he could have had the kitchen separate and dining hall separate right but it is in a way following the traditional uh, approach but in a very scientific way right you understand uh, uh, the reasoning why our ancients put the puja room as a part of the kitchen and beautiful really and then swami comes in this discourse to talk about age <laughs> like you know how at 60 70 you start becoming old men but uh, you know with due respect to what swami is saying here i think it's not true in the ashram because swami is proved mm-hmm. that those who have devotion for him mm. you know 80 90 how many people sapakash you see around here very true who work harder than people like us <laughs> in our Correct. 20s and 30s mm. you know innumerable number of them swami would say i'm retiring you mm. no retirement retiring mm. really you know whenever i see these people mm. really awed by how that desire to serve swami the desire to do something for swami gives so much energy mm. we work with venkatraman sir he himself is a mm. glowing inspiration for us mm. the amount of work he does even ரியலைசேஷன் like i was just discussing with you this morning right one of the sages had told lord buddha that you go and the gap between your inhalation and exhalation is all that is required for you to realize yourself <laughs> and uh, i believe this is what he practiced for many years but uh, with no result then um, he wondered why it's happening and in a way he was frustrated also he said why is this not happening and he just left the fruit of action and he just inhaled his breath and in that instant he got realization i mean it's all about letting go it's all about letting go and the more and more you hold it the more and more you hold on you are not going to get it and he would say swami would say adugakave o manasa right <laughs> don't, don't ask, ask. <laughs> it will be given in fact you know in uh, narada bhakti sutra hmm. vishnu explains this kind of devotion to narada you know he says see now that the one who has discrimination mm. and knows what is the right thing to ask at what time mm. i will give it to them mm. because you know they have attained that discrimination mm. through that uh, intellectual process or whatever mm. i will give them what they ask mm. but that devotee who says i will not ask mm. let the lord give whatever he wants me to give mm. i will be behind him because i have to give him the right thing at the right time that's true that is what is surrender swami always says surrender whatever happens to me is good for me whatever happens to me that complete surrender to god uh, that whatever happens to me is good for me i think um, there is a most a more pertinent uh, uh, portion about that which comes in the next part of this discourse we'll deal with that later but then <clears throat> you know just getting back to this age swami talking about bhishma and krishna and arjuna you know one is often reminded of how lovingly swami would speak about shri kondam raju Right. that is swami's, swami's grandfather, grandfather. Uh, you know uh, swami would say in his discourse that uh, after attaining uh, the ripe age maybe after he actually crossed 100 um, he divided the property amongst his two sons okay. and uh, they told him you can come and stay with us for some time and then stay with the other for some time he says no i don't want anything i want only satya <laughs> so and swami would say 
how so he would cook for his grandfather and take care of him and then run to the school and in the afternoon he would come back running serve his grandfather eat himself and eat himself and then run back to school <laughs> and his grandfather would say you know uh, kondam raju would say no this, this is not required why are you straining yourself and swami would say this is good exercise for me <laughs> so the story doesn't end there because he says yes this is good exercise for me and uh, by the time you know after swami declared himself as the avatar and swami moved on to the new mandir as well right kondam raju was uh, about 112 and he always knew so- about swami's divinity and he would actually walk all the way to the mandir and swami said that even at the age of 112 without a stick he would walk without a stick and swami would be so concerned he would tell him see careful if the cattle comes and hits you or if somebody pushes you what will happen he says see my legs are strong and swami would even go on to say that at that age he would chew betel nut his teeth were still very strong at that age and um, his vision was also good and his legs were strong and uh, when swami would repeatedly tell him see you take rest don't walk all the way then he told swami swami this is good exercise for me <laughs> what swami told him in childhood he says swami this is good exercise for me so i will come walking and uh, there is a very beautiful statement which swami makes he says our ancients wished to live long for the sake of a godly life and therefore try to preserve the health of their bodies as well as minds accordingly So if you see uh, in the case of uh, Swami's grandfather Kondamaraju you know he was always very pious and always led a very pious life and he had a long life because he was leading a godly life and uh, Swami says the godly life is one where you make proper use of the body and the senses born being born jantuna narajanma durlabham swami says once having acquired the human body make the best of it that is godly life you know talking of <coughs> how people who are very strong in dwapara age mm. you know even konamar raju garu the way he was healthy till the end mm. you know even coming to the generations a couple of generations before ours mm. you know there was this thing of people till the age of 90 being very sturdy very uh, self uh, sufficient mm. because i remember some of my classmates one of my classmates during swami's 80th birthday Uh, he had come here he was saying that my grandfather has come mm. okay so you ask him what is your grandfather come for he said no no he comes every time mm. when they have these sheds being put up mm. he comes as part of that group mm. to help them dig and put those poles and erect those things my god and we asked him how, how old is your grandfather he said no he is 75 plus wow Amazing. okay and he comes every year like that mm. again as you said that godly life mm. to have and uh, to have your life sanctified through good work through devotion it's it adds uh, unbelievable strength to you see your age. Um, yes you may have that ambition but possibly that is the reason why even the sages you know retired to the forest because the environment there is very pure nowadays the pollution and the environment affects your body in such a way in fact i remember somebody mentioning that there there is a person who has been doing his blood samples regularly after i, I think after every year or whatever at a regular installment and people are now beginning to see how many new elements are being found in the blood due to pollution 
the blood ha- has undergone a dramatic change the the composition he, itself yeah, is affected the blood itself is being affected because of the amount of pollution around now everything is interlinked now if you want to stop that you have to have ceiling on desires if you want to stop uh, uh, excess of carbon uh, emission, emission you have to have ceiling on desires and if you have if you want ceiling if everybody has ceiling on desires only then the society will become better now people are becoming more conscious to conscious towards uh, plastic usage of plastic unless there is this um, you know mass movement and there is this uh, mass uh, endeavor towards being more healthy it will not happen right so towards the end of this clip of course Swami comes to self confidence mm. and you know how the bumps and jumps in self confidence is actually affecting <laughs> the health of people and you know Swami is saying that this trend also has come to devotion mm. people are uh, taking to devotion or taking to God when it is convenient and when they don't get what they want Mm. They remove the picture. Yeah, mm. that's true. So that's why we stopped. So maybe we'll go to the next clip and sure. listen to what Swami says. ये विधवाएं टुंटी भावानी मानो छलक-छल में लोगों मार्च को टुंटे माने जीवित में ये विधवाएं टुंटी दुर्दशा करने पहुंचे तुंडी। If you go on wavering moment after moment, how can your life be steady at all? यंनी कष्टमले ना नष्टमले ना दुखमले ना विचारमले कहने कोड़ा हो मानो ढेर जिंगा आधु को निदानी य who should make a first courageously face all the troubles tribulations problems of life ee naati manavunaku aasthikudu aasthikudu anukuntunnare kaani ee aasthikula vallane mana bharatadeshamlo nastikattu adhikam ayipothu vachindi today's bharatiyas consider themselves as believers but all the problems which bharat is facing is an account of aasthikulainatunti vare sariyaina margaanni anusarinchatam ledhu the believers themselves are not following the right path cheppukunedi bhakti cheseedanta bhukti they say that they are devotees but they follow the path of bhukti adikadu nijamaina bhakti that is not the type proper type of devotion annitikini manu siddhanga untundali we must be ready for everything pilichi aduga cheruku pettuna bellambu when you call the uh, sugar cane and ask for jaggery will it give you jaggery pigotti rasamu pilchakunna only when you crush it and jati vajramaina sthana bettavalai even if it is a very valuable diamond you have to just cutting se lekapothe daniki viluve takku ayipothundi without cutting the diamond will not badale lekapothe ee cheruku palaina ivadu if you don't crush the sugar cane it will not give you sugar juice at all kanaku manavuni endu aneka kashtamulu nashtamulu dukkamulanitundi madinchinappude andro nijamaintundi okka saaram manaku aavirbhavisthundi that is the reason why when man undergoes various trials tribulations kanukane bhakti 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 anaga అనేక వేదాంత ఉపనిషత్తుల యొక్క సారమును మదించి అందించినటువంటి సుధా నిధియే ఈ భక్తి అన్నారు డివోషన్ ఇస్ ది ఎసెన్స్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ద స్క్రిప్చర్స్ అండ్ ఆల్ ద గ్రేట్ టెక్స్ట్ భక్తిలో ఏమాత్రం కొడును చెలడం ఏర్పడకూడదు దేర్ షుడ్ నాట్ బి ఎనీ అన్స్టడీనెస్ అండ్ వేవరింగ్ ఇన్ డివోషన్ దానిని స్థిరమైనటువంటిగా మనం నిలుపుకున్నప్పుడే డివోషన్ మస్ట్ బి అడ్మైనటువంటి విశ్వాసం కలిగినప్పుడే స్ట్రాంగ్ అండ్ ఫర్మ్ బలాన్ని మనం చక్కగా అందుకోవడానికి అర్హులమవుతాం వి కెన్ రీచ్ ది ఫ్రూట్స్ ఆఫ్ ట్రూ డివోషన్ ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారా ఎంబాడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ డివైన్ లా కనుక దేహభావం అనేటువంటిది ఉండినప్పటికీ ఆత్మ లక్ష్యంతో పల దేహభావాన్ని మనం అనుసరించాలి అనుభవించాలి యు మే హావ్ ఏ ఫీలింగ్ ఆఫ్ యువర్ ఓన్ బాడీ ఐడెంటిటీ బట్ విత్ డివైన్ థాట్స్ ఇఫ్ యు ఎంజాయ్ ది బాడీ దేర్ ఇస్ నో కనుక విద్యార్థులైనటువంటి వారు దేహమును ఇంద్రియములను మనస్సును బుద్ధిని ఆత్మ 
ఇవి ఐదే పంచ ప్రాణములు ఈ ఐదింటి యొక్క రహస్యాన్ని మనం చక్కగా గుర్తించినప్పుడే ఇంతకంటే మనకు ఆధ్యాత్మికం మనకు అక్కరలేదు దెర్ ఇస్ నో గ్రేటర్ ఫిలాసఫీ ఇన్ స్పిరిచువాలిటీ దాన్ అండర్స్టాండింగ్ ద సీక్రెట్స్ అండ్ ది మిస్టరీస్ ఆఫ్ ద ఫిజికల్ బాడీ ది సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్ ఏ సాధనలు చేయనక్కర్లేదు there is no need for any other sadhana satyanni kurtinchukunte ante chaalu realize the truth everything satyame is achieved satyame sarvasvarupamu truth is everything ee naadu satyanni gurtinchukoka enni sadhanalu chesinappudikini aneka vidhamaina ittu oka avasthala kuri ayipothunnam people are facing all problems because they are doing sadhanas without realizing truth kanuka ee deha sambandhamaina indriya sambandhamaina manasu sambandhamaina ittu oka rahasyanni motta motta gurtinchukone nimittamai ee oka సమ్మర్ క్లాస్ లోపల ఈ పదహైదు దినములు కూడా నువ్వు ఈ దేహము ఇంద్రియము మనస్సు బుద్ధి ఆత్మతత్వాన్ని బోధించమని చెప్పని వయస్సు కోరటం చేతనే ఈ శరీర సంబంధమైన విషయాలు నేను చెప్పడం జరుగుతుండాలి దిస్ సమ్మర్ కోర్స్ ఈజ్ అరేంజ్ ఫార్ అండర్స్టాండింగ్ ది మిస్ట్రీస్ అండ్ ది రియల్ సెటిల్ ట్రూస్ అబౌట్ ద ఫిజికల్ బాడీ సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ మైండ్ ది ఇంటెలెక్ట్ అండ్ ది ఆత్మ and as vice chancellor has prayed for it i have undertaken to explain all this jnanam jnanam antunnamu we say meditation emi chestunnamu manu jnanam what are we doing in meditation kannulu mochukoni chakkaga kurchuntunnamu closing the eyes we sit in a good posture ee manasu ekkadekkadiko ye chaakalindako ye kumarindako ye bazaruko berigittundadi but we are allowing the mind to wander in the bazaar and going to the ee vidhamaina tutti jnanamlo kaalam vyartham chesedanti karmalo praveshinchu sevalo praveshinchu samadhi sevalu chey instead of undertaking such a type of false meditation undertake service of the society deeni rahasyanni nu gurtinchukunda enta kaalam nu kannulu moosukunna nidra raavatne gaani samadhi nee kudaru without understanding the real subtleties of the dhyana if you start doing dhyana you sleep and you will never meditate kanaka motta motta manasanti emiti dan telichukovali understand in the very first instance what mind is daniki veel avutundi then only you will be able to control it oka musalamma vachi swami నాకు ఈ పాడు మనసు నన్ను అనేక హింసలు పెడుతుండాది ఎక్కడెక్కడ నన్ను తీసుకెళ్తుండాది నన్ను నానా అవస్థలకు గురి చేస్తుండాది అని ప్రార్థించింది వన్ మోల్ లేడీ కేమ్ అండ్ ప్రేడ్ స్వామి దిస్ మైండ్ ఈస్ గివింగ్ మీ ఆల్ సార్ట్స్ ఆఫ్ ట్రబుల్స్ ఇట్ ఇస్ డ్రాగింగ్ మీ టు వేరియస్ ప్లేసెస్ అండ్ టేకింగ్ మీ టు డిఫరెంట్ ప్లేసెస్ అండ్ గివింగ్ మీ ఎవరు నిన్ను బాధిస్తున్నారని ప్రశ్నించేటప్పటికి ఈ మనస్సు అనింది when i asked her who is giving you trouble she said this mind ఎక్కడ చెప్పు దాన్ని పట్టి చంపేస్తాను అన్నాడు you show me the mind i am going to kill you akkado naaku teliyodonindi she said i do not know where it is no teliyinatundi manasunu even baadistundadi maatram etha telusu without knowing where it is how do you know that it is giving you trouble manase ninnu baadistundado ninnu neevu baadichukuntunnavo i do not know whether mind is giving you trouble or you are giving trouble to your sarandi nannu baadistundadani telisinappude dani nirmulam gaavinchadaniki prayatnam cheyavachu when you know that a particular person alone is giving you trouble edi baadistundado telinappudu manasu paina nepam veskutunte idi sevalam somarthanam if we are going telling that mind is giving you trouble it is laziness kanukune manasu yokka tattvanu chakkaga manam gurtinchadaniki prayatinchali understand the principle underlying the mind in the very first indriya tattvanni kuda manam chakkaga gurtinchadaniki prayatinchali understand the secrets of sense organs okkokati kuda nu daiva srushti lopala chakkani rahasyanni unchi pettinatundi every creep thing which is created by god asamulenatundi ye naadu kuda nu bhagavantudu srushtinchadu god never creates anything which does not have meaning asamulenatundi everything has meaning and significance anandamayamenatundi they are full of bliss amulyamayanatundi most precious alanti dani manu gurtinchadaniki prayatinchadam ledhi we are not making efforts to realize that truth kanuka ee 15 dinamul lopala 
ఈ దేహము ఇంద్రియము మనస్సు బుద్ధి ఈ ఆత్మతత్వాన్ని చక్కగా గుర్తించుకొని నిశ్చింతగా నిర్మలంగా ఆదర్శవంతమైనటువంటి విద్యార్థులుగా తయారు కావాలని నేను ఆశిస్తూ ఆశీర్వదిస్తూ నా ప్రసంగాన్ని విరమిస్తున్నాను During these 15 days, you will have to understand the physical body, the sense organs, the mind, the intellect and the atma and make your life free from worries, pure and also ideal. And thus, I bless you and bring this discourse to a close. So that was the end of this discourse. And you know, Swami is again uh, bringing out the point of idealism mm-hmm. you know, when, in the concept of bhakti. This is because Swami says that people who are turning away from the path of devotion or away from divinity is because of those who are in the path of devotion, those who are devoted, mm-hmm. they are not expressing idealism in their lives. That is what is turning them away. That's why Swami is saying that, you know, it is because of believers and their conduct mm-hmm. that many are becoming atheists. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's because of the false belief. You know, there is a lot of... Um, I would say misunderstanding that if you are a devotee of the Lord you will not have any trials and tribulations in your life it will be a path of roses but uh, looking at the lives of saints and sages which of them had a really rosy and uh, uh, simple life all of them went through a lot of uh, difficulties and tests like how Swami says the diamond has to be cut only then we can experience the luster and here is a very beautiful statement he says a devotee should be ready to gladly accept everything as god's gift it is good for me you know this kind of surrender is uh, something which binds swami to you <laughs> the moment you surrender to him then he has to be there all the time looking at you and um, there is a very beautiful story which swami says about uh, whatever happens to me is good for me uh, about the king and the minister right you know uh, once when the king is actually cutting the sugar cane he cuts his finger and the minister comes and tells him see whatever happens to you is good for you the king gets very wild and he says throw this minister in the prison so he's imprisoned and um, so the king after a, a few hours possibly has gone out for hunting and um, during the hunting a set of tribals come and attack the king's party and they take the king as hostage somehow or the other the king has wandered off away from his party and then the tribals attack him and they take him not knowing that he is a king and um, they are actually going to offer him as a sacrifice to the goddess as a tribal deity mm-hmm. and uh, the moment they see that his finger has been bandaged they say that see you cannot offer him because he is incomplete and he is having a wound and then it strikes to the king that oh okay what the minister said was after all right so he comes back to the palace and goes straight to the prison and calls the minister and says see what you said that's exactly true because of the cut my life was saved he says in my case that is right but what about you how is it helped you you only went to the prison <laughs> then the minister says if i was not in the prison i would have accompanied you <laughs> and since i am complete i would have become the sacrifice for the deity so everything you know this ups and downs and all the difficulties that we face in life we have to accept it as good for me this is what god wants me to go through 
I think that kind of surrender. Point which Swami makes much later, not in this context, mm-hmm. much later, but it is very relevant to what you're saying now. Mm. Is when Swami is saying that no, God does not create anything without purpose. Very true. There is absolutely no accident mm. or no, uh, you know, just a placeholder or something like that <laughs> in God's plan. Everything is there mm. for a particular purpose, and nothing is useless. Yeah, I mean, I just can't help thinking of Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you think of Kung Fu Panda, you wonder how can this, <laughs> you know, Kung Fu Panda. how a panda can become the dragon warrior <laughs> but what is meant to be is meant to be it's just amazing <laughs> right and you know this statement is really beautiful which swami says here hmm. you know swami is addressing the students directly where he says you may have body consciousness hmm. you know hmm. but your lives should be guided by atmic awareness correct and swami is saying that it's not easy that everybody gives a body consciousness it is there but make sure that the guiding principle is the awareness but, of the atmic but i uh, think that is one. the that is the absolute uh, truth because i don't think anybody can go beyond body consciousness like everybody is aware that there is a body and the right. body is undergoing pain or the body is undergoing a problem or the body is undergoing pleasure whatever but be aware that the body is undergoing don't identify yourself with the body right that's what it is and you know in this context swami has even mentioned earlier about the pandavas Mm-hmm. If the Pandavas were sitting in the palace all the time and leading a comfortable life, they would not have got the kind of wisdom and the kind of experience that they had, because they were exiled, because they went through hardships. And he says, wisdom comes out of sorrow and comes out of hardship. When you actually face uh, hardships and sorrow, that is a stepping stone. No, that's what they say when, whenever this question comes up: Why does bad happen to good people? Hmm. You know, when you've been good all your life, when you've done nothing but good, mm. when calamity strikes, mm-hmm. you will invariably turn within, or you will turn to God, mm. because that is when you will be perplexed with life. Mm. No, when I have not hurt anybody, why does this happen to me? Correct. And it is only you know a life which has been filled with goodness mm. will have that kind of uh, you know vichara, which Swami says, Atma vichara. Only that that will prepare you to turn towards God. Very true. and that's what happened with the pandavas you know mm-hmm. every situation they it's a process where they they were faced with calamity they were faced with hardships they would reflect why this is happening mm. and the support that krishna has with them correct like you know when swami is saying that nothing comes to you without a purpose mm. krishna is there and this is happening to us mm. then there must be some purpose for us very true uh, when you mention about pandavas these three things actually kept them focused on their goal this drama which swami right. kind of directed in part of the 99 yeah right. in the year 1999 this section was very beautiful because it speaks about the hardships and it speaks about the difficulties that the pandava and the humiliation that the pandavas have undergone and um, swami very beautifully says in the drama there is lord krishna who comes and he takes out his hairpin and he takes a palm leaf and he writes something on it and he gives it to them and says when you are absolutely you think that this is it i cannot take it any longer then you open this this is the a secret mantra that i am giving you and at one point of time when they really are recollecting all the humiliation they have gone through and the difficulties and they say we can take it no more they open that palm leaf and it says this too shall pass <laughs> and very dramatically uh... you know choreographed scene i remember 
where Bhima reels out one after the other the humiliation they're going through Correct. and Yudhishthira reads out that same message this, too, says, this too shall pass this, this too, too shall pass, pass. yeah and very powerful scene you know uh, coming to this point where Swami is talking about the Swami says a lady comes to him and says mm. <laughs> about the my mind my mind is troubling and you know very interesting very beautiful point Swami is saying that almost like you don't have the right to blame the mind mm-hmm. until you've understood it correct very true you know mm. you cannot simply say that my mind is troubling me you cannot put the blame on the mind unless you know the working of the mind and how the mind is affecting you mm. unless you have unraveled that mystery mm. you have no right to blame the mind very true you know? mm. he talks about meditation as well I think a couple of episodes back we read out the letter which Swami had written in the vision of the divine book in that Swami ma- mentions meditation is nothing but rising above desires <laughs> you know going to the desireless less state that is what meditation is so uh, coming back to the mind and then um, he says uh, god does not create anything without a purpose so basically maneva manushyanam karanam bandha mokshayo so even for bondage and for liberation you have to go with the mind you know talking about this mind and swami saying show me the mind kill it all very beautiful incident you know which happened in the interview room mm-hmm. once when swami was with a set of boys mm-hmm. swami materialized a diamond a huge one mm-hmm. okay huge they had never seen a gem of that size mm-hmm. and it was shining sparkling mm-hmm. okay and swami in in his childishness you know he's the most excited Correct, correct. Even when among children, just <laughs> always so like telling, see, see, see how it's shining, hmm. see thousands of faces, see how it's shining, how it's shining. Hmm. And you know, one boy was there in the group. He just quipped. Hmm. He said, "Swami, hmm. make our lives also shine like that diamond." Hmm. Okay. Swami said, "Definitely. Hmm. Give me your life. I'll make it shine more than this diamond." Pah. Okay. Beautiful. And then Swami said, "What is a diamond? Hmm. What do I tell about diamond?" Hmm. So then one of the boys said, "Swami, die mind. Hmm. That is the message." Hmm. We said yes, die mind. The mind has to die. Mm. So another boy quipped in the you know, in the meantime. He said, "Swami, kill our minds." Mm. So we said, "Yes, mm. give me your mind. I will kill it for you." Wow! You know what a beautiful and simple <laughs> message. We <laughs> said, "Give me your mind, mm. and I will kill it for you." I think either you go through bhakti or th- go through jnana, whatever. If you want to go through bhakti, you offer everything to the Lord. say god you do it if it is gyana then you try to understand it and then you overcome it you know that very beautiful story he says about bhakti and gyana marga although it's a bit going off track mm-hmm. i very quickly like to mention it he says god is like the owner of a double storied house <laughs> and he is walking on the balcony okay okay and uh, maya is the dog to reach god you have to cross this maya and go <laughs> he says if you stand at the gate and shout god come and help me that is bhakti marga he'll come down and uh, he'll Once take you when you with the master the dog will not attack you exactly <laughs> so but if you are following gyana marga you will know how to handle the dog and go inside now swami says that you know you become in oneness with the master mm-hmm. swami says sarupyam mm-hmm. you know when you become like the master mm-hmm. the dog will think that you are the master and let you in oh very beautiful that's swami says that is the path of inquiry so then he again comes back to the point that purity purity is most important and um, he says um, hence i hope and bless that during this fortnight you'll understand thoroughly the nature and the role of the body the senses the mind and intellect and the atma so that you may blossom forth as ideal students endowed with purity and equanimity 
<laughs> purity is at the base at the it's like the basic ingredient right. purity and equanimity mm. so me places both in the same platform uh, equanimity he has always mentioned even in his historic letter he says i have my definition of a devotee he should not be either elated with happiness or depressed with sorrow <laughs> at different points of time you know swami has told how mind is like a mirror mm-hmm. and there are various things that block the reflection you know the dirt or the impurities the impurities is the right word mm-hmm. impurities that block our own reflection okay so i think he goes more on that in the coming discourses but um, chitta shuddhi or purity that he has always spoken about and i believe one of the senior devotees once asked swami swami um, you have started this satyasa organization what is the purpose of it why have you started this organization see he says i have nothing to do with the organization although i have lent it my name the organization is meant for the devotees to sanctify their lives and to acquire chitta shuddhi to acquire purity through seva through seva any activity any activity you do bhajan you do seva you do so the organization is meant to acquire chitta shuddhi that's the purpose of this organization nothing else it, it means he has not set up the organization to propagate his name or to do anything for himself he has nothing to do he has nothing to lose or gain from the organization it is meant for you as devotees you know in the western canteen as you walk up there is a uh, a saying that they have written there mm-hmm. as you pick your plate mm-hmm. it says i have started the shri satyasai organization come and sanctify your lives by being a part of it <laughs> it's amazing amazing i think uh, with that we've completed this discourse and we're eagerly waiting for the next next discourse which we'll take up next week and that dear listeners brings us to the end of this episode of shravanam mananam nidhyasnam we hope you've enjoyed this discourse as much as we have you can write in your comments your thoughts if you have any suggestions to improve this program or more importantly if you have any thoughts to share about the discourse which ami has given you can write to us at listener@radioside.org we would be very glad to share these thoughts in uh, the coming weeks offering a humble pranams in bhagwan's lotus feet and offering this effort of us ever so gratefully to him this is prem from team radio sai and with me is sai prakash thank you for joining us and happy listening You just heard an episode of our radio series Shravanam Mananam Nididhyasanam that is listen reflect and absorb This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 p.m. by Radio Sai's Sai Prakash and Prem only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony Today's episode was first broadcast live on 20th June 2013 The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990 Today the clips played were from the discourse delivered on 21st May 1990 To listen to the next part of this program tune in same day same time next week 
Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashant Nilayam.